We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by University College at Washington University. With undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. We'll be talking about tomorrow's Women's March in just a moment, but first, here are some of the stories our St. Louis Public Radio newsroom is following today. Governor Mike Parson has detailed a plan to consolidate two prisons in northwest Missouri. The Crossroads Correctional Center in Cameron is slated to close. Prisoners and staff will be transferred to the nearby Western Missouri Correctional Center, and uh, Parson said there will be no layoffs as part of the consolidation. And St. Louis officials and outreach volunteers are struggling to support the city's homeless population with more snow and frigid temperatures in the forecast. Some community groups are pointing to warming centers that are not available overnight. The National Weather Service says a winter weather advisory goes into effect at midnight and will last until 6 tomorrow evening. Join St. Louis Public Radio this afternoon for local and regional news and throughout the day on our website at stlpublicradio.org. The weather forecast is not great for tomorrow, but as of the moment, the planned St. Louis Women's March for Gender Equity and Progressive Issues still on. Since millions of women marched in the first one in 2017, the march has become an annual event in cities around the world. Joining me are two organizers of the St. Louis March, Lauren Cohn-Davis and Heather Fleming. Ladies, thanks for being here. Good to have you. Thank you for having us. us. Okay, who wants to answer this one? Is the march still on and the weather forecast is not good? Lauren? Absolutely. The march is still on. Uh, I think one of the important things to remember is that it's just a little cold. It's just a few flakes. Uh, One of our other organizers said it best when she said, if the unhoused population in our community can deal with this daily, we can deal with it for a few hours. We're women. Come on. Lace up your boots. Let's get out there and... In March. In March. <laughs> Heather, Heather, what sort of a crowd are you expecting tomorrow? You know, we, we're not sure from year to year. And so last year, the weather was slightly different. And we ended up with, we estimate, between twelve and 15,000. Um, this year, you know, even if it, it's just one lady, it's still worth what we um, put into it. it. It seems to me that interest in this particular event has kind of diminished a little bit over the, the couple of years it's been in effect. Well, I think that, you know, everything has to change and to evolve. And um, right now, what we're seeing is that people are finding different ways to get involved. And this might not be their way, but um, we still encourage them to come out because, you know, in 2017, we marched. In 2018, we voted. And now in 2019, it's time for us to take action. And that is what the focus of this march is, is really taking action, doing more than just marching once a year. You have a new wrinkle, Lauren, this year, do you not? With, <laughs> I, yes. I don't mean physically. You know what? I, you know what I mean. Talking about the action for St. Louis SDL Action Fair. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's important, like Heather said, the theme this year is action, and I think it's important to remember that one of the things that has come out of the original march in '17 and then the repeat last year in '18 is the feeling that grassroots change is achievable and that it is very easy. You don't have to be a professional. You don't have to be a quote-unquote activist to become an accidental activist, to find something that you're passionate about, and to get out there and create change immediately. And that's exactly what we're striving to do with the Action Fair this year, to channel the inspiration that comes from the diverse group of speakers that we've got lined up, from the camaraderie of standing with 10, 15,000 other women all marching together, chanting, being united, 
um, and then to be able to connect them with nonprofits and community organizations that can help them harness that inspiration and can help them find opportunities for outreach, for further community involvement, help them find fundraising opportunities if they're looking to donate, and also even just, you know, get registered to vote, sign petitions, things like that. Uh, Heather, is this is this the, the main thrust? Uh, it, it certainly has worked over the first couple of years, as you've indicated, getting women out to vote and running for office. That's been very successful. I, I really think that that's one of the more positive things that has um, come out of this whole movement is the fact that we see women stepping, you know, stepping up and really getting involved and realizing their power and their voice, the power of their voice. And, um, you know, that's that's one of the biggest things that we really want to continue to um, not just encourage, but support in any way that we can. Um, this year, we organized as a an, as an official nonprofit with the state of Missouri, and the purpose of our nonprofit will not just be to, you know, do this once a year, but then also to support other people in the community that are, that are getting involved. What are some of the other issues that people will be addressing tomorrow? Um, well, you know, we have a large variety of nonprofits who will be involved in the action fair um, that will be addressing several, several. So we have people that have foundations that support women who are escaping um, sex trafficking. Um, reproductive rights. Reproductive rights. Religious freedom for various LG, religions. LGBTQ, um, you know, um, rights and, hum- and civil rights. Um We've got everything from represented from healthcare organizations to, gosh, I'm trying to run through the list of all 30-something in my head right now. Um, like she said, we've got sex trafficking, domestic violence shelters. Um, People that, you know, help our unhoused community. Um, yeah, that's a big one as you were talking mm-hmm. about shelters not being open. It's important to remember that there are a lot of unhoused populations in St. Louis and that those people are outside and needing assistance. As we um, just indicated in those headlines, yeah. uh, they're trying to figure out what to do about this weekend. Um, we also have Moms Demand Action. They will be there and represent. Um, you know, It's so a really diverse group of lots diverse. of different interests. Um, I think it's important that we all show up for each other, that mm. although we are women and we represent slightly more than half of the population, um, within that group of women who, as a gender, have been a little bit more marginalized than men, there are so many intersections within that marginalization, and that we keep in mind that women of different religions, women of different colors, women of different ethnicities, non-cisgender women still face even more oppression and marginalization than even just traditional Caucasian women do. And so I think it's important that we don't only show up for our one our one issue. Mm-hmm. Our one issue. Yeah. That we show up to stand in camaraderie and to say, while I might not feel what you're feeling, I can be an ally and I can support you in your efforts to change that because I can lend a hand to you and be by your side however you need me. And that's one of the things that has always been so central. You know, we began working together as a group last year for last year's March. And um, one of the things that has been very center is the fact that, you know, we need to show up for each other at all times. And and on top of that, we can't rank discrimination um, and see who's more discriminated or who um, whose discrimination is is more painful. We need to show up for everybody. Um, and so that's what we've been encouraging women to do and what we've kept central as we are doing our planning and choosing our, our um, speakers, et cetera, is to keep in mind that um, we all have a role to play. Do you feel that the local organization has been hurt at all by the negative p- 
publicity that's been coming out of the national level. Uh, there have been charges that, Lauren, as you well know, that the, it's, the national organization is too white and uh, anti-Semitism has reared its head also in this discussion. Is that hurting you? So I think to a certain extent it has created challenges that we've had to overcome that we didn't, not that we didn't foresee, but that um, have become more extensive. <clears throat> so as a caveat to what Heather was saying, um, I am a Jewish woman. I am a Caucasian woman. Um, I have sort of taken the helm and putting out statements to make sure that people realize that we are an independent organization. There is no central structure. The DC March is the DC March. The original founders of the DC March sort of instigated this movement, but we have always been very cautious in St. Louis to expand upon their ideas and to not just go off of their unity principles, but to really try to be far more inclusive, more diverse, and to address issues that are really important here in St. Louis. Um, we have a very diverse planning committee. We have many rep many religious affiliations represented. We have white women, women of color, non-cisgendered women. And so as we were talking about showing up for everyone, it's important that we began to address all of those issues, not just single issues like reproductive rights or equal pay for equal work. Mm -hmm. So I hope that people are starting to understand based on the extensive messaging that we've done that we are independent. Like Heather said, we're a Missouri registered nonprofit. We don't get any funds, any support, or have any communication with any other chapter. Mm -hmm. So everything that is done here is by volunteers and funded locally for change in St. Louis. Well, I understand, but but Heather, apparently it has had an impact in, in other cities. A number of cities have canceled their, their march. And I think that that's so unfortunate, um, you know, in a decision that they made. I'm, you know, I don't, I'm not exactly sure why, because we don't, as Lauren said, we don't have any affiliation with other cities. But, you know, one of the things that we knew is that, yes, we, we have to do this. And in the end, if people, you know, need the reassurance that um, we're independent and that, no, we are very, very much focused on a variety of of. Um, issues and that we invite diversity and you know one of the things that I've said about the St. Louis chapter I guess you would say is our real story is actually in our diversity our real story 100%. is in our friendship and our sisterhood and the way that we've shown up for each other um, because it became very important that we we emulate I don't want to say emulate, that we set the example. Um, that we embody all of the things right, that are that we All of the things that we're trying to advocate for, that we're the first people to show that and to represent it. And so if we're advocating for, for sisterhood, then we have to be the first ones to show and display that sisterhood. And what's really nice about our group is that we hold each other very accountable um, for it. And so there's times when we may make a mistake, we may do something that, um, you know, is hurt. Well, I don't want to say hurtful because we don't hurt each other like that. Well, um, people make mistakes. Yeah, people make mistakes, and it's it's just very nice that we're able to sit and to talk about it and, and to, to learn, make from sure our that we do better the next time. This is a one day event, however, Lauren. How do you keep the momentum going for the other three hundred and sixty four days? So it's funny that you asked that question because as she was talking, my first thought is it's a shame that other cities have been painted with the broad brush of being identified with the problems within the D.C. chapter, uh, mainly because of what's lost out of not having those marches. Marches are a one-day event. They last a couple hours. 
maybe a day or two of the sort of high coming off of the camaraderie. But it, the important thing for us is that we really turn that into action. And that's why we're doing the Action Fair this year, to create change, to inspire people that it is so easy to step out there and create change. It doesn't require much planning. It doesn't require much thought. You don't have to have a lot of money. Just go and donate an hour of your time. Find a cause that you identify with. Talk to your friends about it. And that is the change that really lasts all year long that stems from this one-day event. And you think you've grown in the uh, now the third year of the, uh, of the march? Um, definitely. Last year, we took it over. Um, we're actually not the original group that planned it. Um, in 17. In 17. And so in 18, that group decided approximately two weeks before that or three weeks before the march that they were not going to hold a march. And so this is the group of women that said, you know, let's let's step in and do what we can. And so we Somewhat planned by it. kismet. We kind yeah, of all came we together. <laughs> we planned this in 12 days last year. Um, and, and during that time, there was a bond created that, yes, and ended up lasting throughout the year. And, and I know for me personally, it has been an inspiration. Um, I've gotten involved in, and learned about a lot of things that I may not have out of just that one day march. And so expanded your vantage point I, to really see other did. issues that it you didn't identify. It really did with. that I didn't even think about. Like you know, one of our members, Nadita, um, she has the Mateen House, and she is currently in the process of um, building. Um, a home for women that are escaping sex trafficking. To help and them get the services exactly. that they need. And, and it's going to be a full someplace. service home. And this is an issue that I didn't know was such mm. yeah, so big in the city of St. Louis um, until I was introduced to Nadita and, and, and the work that she's doing. It's the ripple effect that it comes is. with right. It is. We've got two minutes left. Let's get to the nuts and bolts of this thing. Uh, yes, it's when and when and where. We know it's tomorrow, but yes. where where can women come uh, and and what accommodations they have for parking and for you know setting up this whole march? Well, logistically, <clears throat> we're going to begin in Allo Park. Um, across from Union Station, and so there will be some streets that are blocked off. Um, it's we, at 10 o'clock tomorrow. At 10 o'clock tomorrow. Programming starts at 10 o'clock tomorrow in Allo. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have a few speakers and things um, beforehand, and then we will we'll march um, to our, our final lo- location where the action fair will be, et cetera. Where, where is the final location? Uh, that is at Polker and Kaufman Plaza at the corner of uh, Market and Tucker. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the action fair will be there. The speakers will be there. Um that's where the march will culminate. Yes, it will. As, as far as parking and others, you know, services available for uh, for the marchers, what sort of a setup do you have there? So there is ample parking around the Union Station area. There is both paid parking and metered parking. In addition to that, I know last year we did encourage, just because of the volume of traffic, that people look into taking public transportation. Metrolink stops right at Union Station. Perfect opportunity to park somewhere else that has a garage eliminate a little bit of traffic, ride Metrolink down, get off at Union Station, and you're right there ready to start the march. Yes. And anybody can come who wants to show up. Is that anyone can come. We, come. we have whole families that come, and so we like seeing everyone there. Well, I'm sure you're going to drop to your knees uh, before going to sleep tonight and pray for a false weather forecast, right? <laughs> that would <We> be hope. <laughs> correct. That would be Fingers great. crossed. Well, we wish you all the best tomorrow and hope Thank the turnout is good and the weather is good and, and that uh, all the objectives that you seek are met. Thank you thank so much. You thank so you so much, Lauren Cohn-Davis. Thank you. Nice and Heather Fleming, thank you for being with thank us. Thank you. The organizers of tomorrow's uh, scheduled Women's March. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.